White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Red Echo, Grand Slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox after that just heart-wrenching loss to the Cleveland Indians. Oh, God, it sucks. Uh, my name's Herb Lawrence. With me is Chris Tannehill. I didn't even have to ask you, Chris. Yeah, I'm doing horribly. Thank you for for not asking, I suppose. Uh, tonight we are brought to you by Indeed. Hey, can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business certainly did not. you got to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get the important hire that you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. And right now, Indeed is offering our listeners free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is the best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And Locked On White Sox is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. You know, friends, summer is now officially, sadly, in the rearview mirror. But you know what that means? It's never too early to make sure your automobile is running correctly for the winter. That's right. Between baseball every night and football on Sundays, winter will be here before you know it. And to make sure that your car is running tip-top, you're going to want to make sure you get all the parts you need at rockauto.com. You know, one reason to repair and maintain your vehicle is to save money. And you can use that money for more important things in your life, like mortgage or food or playoff swag. But why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? I bet you guys didn't know this, but a little trick they have in those chain stores, they charge different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps and motor oil and even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer and best of all rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts come 
mine. Just go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and do us this favor, won't you? Write Locked On in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, so that's about as gut-wrenching as it gets. Uh, you, you watch a game for three and a half hours basically and you, you feel like there's no real opportunity that the Sox would ever win that game judging by the, the starting pitching and then they're just you know the Sox don't have any timely hitting right now and then you know when your team is struggling and you're limping to the finish line even after clinching a postseason spot there's nothing you like to see more than Angel Hernandez behind home plate for your ball club yeah just a fucking horrible horrible professional he is bad at his job but he i think he thinks he's good and is indignant and just leaning into it and listening for any type of slight towards him that's what happened in the 10th inning i think it was uh fucking horrible call to start the louise robert and horrible all day long i mean i'm not that guy who blames umpires for anything mostly but when you're egregious with your calls when it's obvious that you're just bad and you don't know the strike zone yourself. And the weird part about this, he'll be in Chicago to to be behind home plate in the next two games in Cleveland. But the White Sox are stuck with Angel Hernandez for the next six, oh no, five games. And there's nothing they can do. He'll be behind the plate in one of those games um, when they play the Cubs. And so this dude, I mean, there's got to be some type of recompense. There's got to be some way these guys get fined for doing a bad job and he was horrible today he threw out timmy he threw out our manager i think that contributed a little bit to the loss i mean you still got to go out and perform and do the job but yeah there's got to be some type of recompense for teams to get on him he mean the last game he umpired behind home plate if you remember he didn't let kyle schwarber go to first after he was clearly hit with the pitch and he said that kyle leaned into it which he didn't he just turned away from it and he didn't make an effort to get out of the way, but no one calls that call. I mean, just this guy just sucks. It's it's infuriating. And another blown call by Hernandez. Um, you know, there's not many professions in this world where you can garner a reputation for being incompetent, uh, indignant, like you said, uh, tough to work with, uh, equally for, from everyone who's ever played in a game that he's managed behind home plate. There's not many professions in this world where you can turn in consistent incompetence and the level that Angel Hernandez has in his career and continue to be rewarded for it and or not reprimanded for it. Let's see, you've got politicians, uh, some judges, some police officers can just have a career of incompetence and just, uh, it, it is what it is. It becomes a character trait almost. Oh yeah, you know, this guy, he's, he's going to be bad and everyone knows it Then you just kind of have to deal with it. It's one thing if the strike zone was, was the same all game long for both teams and it was bad for both teams so again we're not the type of guys that will you know talk about bad umpiring and blame that as an excuse for your team losing that's you know that's bush league behavior right there Sox had plenty of opportunities to to come through and, and win this game as did the indians quite frankly but when you have a zone that's a bad zone but you're calling it inconsistently and then you're doing makeup calls to cover up for your bad zone for a pitch that you missed and then you're doing a makeup call to make up for the pitch that you missed that wasn't even uh, a, a ball or a strike to begin with like it just it's it's enraging it's it's maddening how this behavior can continue to go on and on and on over years and years and years 
And, you know, I don't know if, if they're evaluated. They say the umpires are evaluated. You know, it should be game by game, series by series, if, if not at the very, very minimum year by year. And it, it doesn't appear that they are because Angel Hernandez has not gotten any better over the course of his career. I mean, I think that after that game, they should have turned around, you know, like uh, James McCann did to C.B. Buckner after his no, after the Lucas Giolito no hitter. Just you know, give a thank you to Angel Hernandez for 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 architecting that masterpiece behind the dish tonight. But just you know, you never want that to be the story of the game, you know. And this was certainly a maddening, crushing loss for the White Sox tonight. A little easier to swallow. When you know they're already going to the postseason, but these are games you want to win, obviously, for seeding, just for momentum, because you're you're not playing very well right now. So you you wanted to get this one in the win column, and they a couple of big hits in the tenth inning there from Engel and from Madrigal, and you felt really good about it. Um, Rick Renteria not being in the game, I don't know if this had any anything to do with with this move here, but I texted you when they brought in Jose Ruiz to face. Jose Ramirez, and they didn't turn him around. They 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 had, they had Gio Gonzalez up earlier in the game. They could have at least turned him around, but but you make him hit from the side, his dominant side, and he's on fire lately. And he rewards your efforts with a walk off home run. I don't I don't understand that move. I don't know who's making that call. If Renteria is still in the clubhouse making the call, or if Joe McEwing is making the call, but that's inexcusable for that spot in the game. Your team's been battling all day long. And you bring up a guy that just got here from Schaumburg to get the most high leverage out of the ball game. You know, I know you don't have a lot of great options left out there because you use Matt Foster, you use Cody Hoyer, you use Crochet, um, and you're waiting on Bummer to come back. You know, so I don't it just it's it just it's inexcusable for that move right there in that spot. You at least go with with the handedness argument and maybe try to bring out Gio there to face Jose Ramirez. Are you you know along the same line of thinking with me on that one? hundred percent. You turn him around and make a veteran pitcher. I would like that veteran pitcher much more than I would like a guy who Jose Ruiz doesn't do anything for me. It looks like he throws a straight fastball 97 and you saw Jose Ramirez cheating on a couple of those and getting uh, the bad head out and just hitting them foul. So there was no problem with the speed. Um, he should have been throwing some off-speed pitches because he was cheating. He was, I mean, it's not cheating as in he was gaming the system. He was cheating by swinging early to get all around on a 97. Um, and you saw he murdered that pitch uh, that he hit a home run from. Um, yeah, I thought, I don't know who made the call. Super Joe, maybe it was Coop. Uh, I can only blame the people who are currently in the game. And, yes, maybe Rick is in the tunnel telling Super Joe these things relaying this uh, what he wants but i would highly doubt that rick renteria would go with from foster a right-hander to ruiz another right-hander versus jose ramirez i would have turned him around to his right side i don't know how the splits go if jose ramirez is a better right-handed hitter power hitter than he is a left-handed hitter but i would have gone with the veteran over that rookie or young player that jose ruiz is just crushing, you know. Just take a deep breath if you're listening. The Sox, the are... crushing, <laughs> yeah, the crushing. Um, you know, the White Sox are still going to the playoffs. That was as bad as a loss can get, but it certainly would be a lot worse if you're if you're vying for the spot like the Indians are or the Twins are. Um, it doesn't make it any easier, but just know that when your head hits the pillow tonight, that the Sox will be in the postseason when it starts. So, but other than that, all I can say is go Tigers. Go Tigers! Um, you know, I don't know if they'll conclude by the time we wrap up here tonight, 
You know, Herb, I thought Jason Benetti was going to have an, a Hawk Harrelson moment of his own, too, with Angel Hernandez tonight. But you rarely hear this, especially from Benetti, who's a professional through and through. And not to say this was unprofessional. This was just calling it what it was. But it was good to see the, the, the blood pressure go up a little bit in the television booth tonight. 3-2. Check swing. He went around, says Angel Hernandez, without an appeal to first base. This one misses by plenty, and Luis could not check it up. No, he swung at that, I think. Looking at it from the side. Uh, pretty close to checking up. I, I think maybe you got to go at the appeal, but Angel decided not to talk to Will Little. On slow motion, it didn't look like he swung. I think Angel's hearing it from the dugout. And rightfully so, if we're being honest. I mean, that's that's what the appeal's for. And he's going to throw somebody out in the Sox dugout. Yeah. Ricky Renteria is irate. Tim Anderson is too. And rightfully so. That's back-to-back -back nights. But Angel Hernandez has been really rough. Ricky just got ejected. Maybe Tim got thrown out. Uh, we'll see who else it was who got thrown out in the dugout. Angel Hernandez, really, truly, when you miss as much as he has tonight, you got to give people more rope. Well, you also have to get some help on that last pitch. If Tim got thrown out, that is that is real bad. You, you just have to let people get their emotions out, especially when it's been rough both ways. Man. Ricky Renteria goes out to fight for his guys, and rightfully so, again. I mean, this has been a really rough plate tonight. I mean, look, there are a lot of umpires who work very hard at their craft. But when you miss by this much, you got to let people have it out with you. But, you know, other things going on in this game, just bad offense un until late, until you're awarded the, the runner at second base, and all of a sudden that ignites uh, a, a stagnant offense, which is another reason why I don't really like the extra inning rule right there because you're you basically fight – all game long on both sides and then you're, you're just you know gifted a run at second base and it changes how how pitches pitch and how hitters approach it you know it's it I don't like it but tonight it worked in the Sox favor for a little while but the offensive approach tonight it was not good um did you see any of Cal Quantrill when you were out there uh, repping your Friar Faithful at all yes I, I mean not when I was out there but okay. yeah he pitched earlier this year and he was a little wild but also Phil Fee there's nothing that Cal Quantrill can't do except for control was his main problem out there in uh, San Diego. But that guy is going to be a thing. Great. Um, <laughs> we couldn't touch him. We could not touch him tonight. And this game was lost when, when uh, Adam Plutko came in and, you know, he hasn't been horrendous this year, and he had some luck against the White Sox earlier in the year, but the Sox are a much different team at that point than they are now even though they're struggling now. But that was your opportunity in, in this ball game to, to win and not have to bring into extra innings and you don't have to scratch and claw and use up you know all your great leverage arms in the bullpen but this game was basically lost when they when they couldn't touch Adam Plutko really other than Jose Abreu with his solo shot in the sixth inning and you know credit to Jose Abreu because he knows his team's struggling he's not doing that well right now to be honest with you everyone is struggling but in that spot right there you could see him zoning in and you know it kind of came back to bite him in the ass in the next at bat where you can tell he's trying to do way too much but in that spot there in the sixth inning he took it into his own hands and you could see him focusing in and just you know take you know appreciating the moments and knowing that his team needed a big hit and he was able to deliver and that's what MVPs do and that was just a, a big home run for Jose Abreu in the sixth inning.
Yeah, you got to give him the credit. I think, you know, I was a Tim, Team Timmy, Tim VP guy. It's over. Unless Tim just goes wild these last five. It'd be nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jose Abreu is the dude. Like, he's played every single game, and he is playing at the highest level, even higher than his rookie year, which is a pretty damn high level. He's dangerous. Every time he's up at the plate, you're like, man, he's going to do something. And that Plut- Pluto uh, at bat, I was like, oh, man, it's it looks like he's about to hit a home run. I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, he just looks dangerous. Like, And when that ball was hit, I was like, he hit another fucking home run. This son of a bitch is just on fire. He's a killer out there. I just can't believe the improvement from last year and the years prior, both offensively and defensively, that Jose Bregu's done. It's a testament to the professional he is, and I'll eat my words again. I thought he was going down. I thought he was declining, and he has done nothing but get much better. And if it's the 60 games, if it is just a great diet, a good exercise plan, working at his craft, whatever it is, keep on doing it. You deserve the hardware that's going to be coming your way uh, later on because you are the man. He's the best player in the American League. And that's putting Mike Trout in there. He is the best player in the American League right now. Yeah, you know, but look up and down the lineup tonight. The Sox only mustering eight hits. You know, a quarter of those hits coming in the uh, 10th inning. Um, Yohan Moncada with an 0 for 5 tonight. Luis Robert continues to struggle. I think he's at about an 0 for 26 clip uh, in the month of September or whatever it is. Or in his last 26 at-bats, he's 0 for 4 tonight. Uh, didn't get much help uh, in the ninth inning there with that that lousy call or the tenth inning, whichever inning it was, with that bad call from Hernandez and not not. That's another thing about Hernandez too. It's one thing to be bad, but to be so arrogant as to not mm-hmm. not seek help in a spot like that, a huge spot in the ball game or any spot for that matter, to not seek help from your first base umpire. It's not only it just make you look like an ass, makes you look arrogant, but it undermines the guys that you're working with. It undermines the rest of the guys on your crew. You know, I, I appreciate an umpire on occasion taking charge. Like, you know, I'm confident I saw that one. But he never asks for help for any of his guys mm-hmm. on first and third base. And that's, that's another enraging thing about Angel Hernandez. But, it, again, this, this lineup tonight, just, just not good. You know, th- there's a clear game plan that the Indians have. And you're starting to see maybe it, it developed in that Cincinnati series a little bit. But they're, they're going approaching the Sox away, 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 away. And if you get a pitch – Right over the heart of the plate, you cannot miss it. And there were several pitches tonight that were missed. And I, I was wondering why the approach wasn't a little bit better up and down the lineup. If they're going away, 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 just maybe, you know, don't do too much. Just try to shoot it the other way. Shoot it over the second baseman's head. But there wasn't a lot of that tonight. You don't get a lot of pitches to hit. And whenever they did get their pitch tonight, anyone in the lineup, they, they missed it. They, you know, But it's symptomatic that, you know, they were finally due to have a, a cold streak. And unfortunately, it's coming right now. You know, depending on how you look at it, maybe fortunately, you know, maybe get it out of the way before the playoffs start, and you and you have a clean slate uh, come next week. But right now, you you know, you there's no way you can like the trend that this this ball club is taking, uh, not only just offensively but defensively too, just all across the board, just not good signs heading into the postseason. Yeah, and I'm very concerned with two people on this team right now, Yohan Mankata and Luis Robert. Your two it's, best players, uh, literally your two best players. Yeah, it's like. I mean, Yohan has the injury stuff, but it, besides that, he looks lost up there. A, a couple weeks ago, we were discussing, like, okay, at least he's walking, at least he's doing these things, and he looks like he's coming out of what he was. 
but now we just no, it's it's not there yet. And Luis, they've got the book on him, and he hasn't adjusted back to what they're trying to do to him. I told Courtney when we we're watching that at bat, I was like, they're going to throw a slider to him outside corner. There's no reason not to because he had missed those balls. Um, he is a either a a cutter or a hanging slider, and then a fastball, both in the zone. Early in the season, those balls are way gone, and he hit that foul uh, home run in that same at-bat, and I was like, this, he's just off, and there's no reason to throw the ball in the zone. And you saw what the execution, I think it was Whitgren, threw the ball in the left hand and hit his batter's box, and he looked like he checked the swing. I would have called it a strike, but you, you said Angel Hernandez did not appeal to – fucking first base and see if his guy can give him a little help. I thought it was borderline enough where you can go and check with the first base ump and see what if he agrees. And that's, I think, why Timmy was pissed because the first pitch of the sequence was a couple inches off the plate. Then later, I think he gives him an inside pitch. It's like the, the plate is 17 inches. You're giving 20. You can't do both. You can't both give outside fast, outside pitches, strikes, and inside pitches, and up and down. Like, you got to have a consistent zone. So, yeah, it might be your zone, but it's got to be all day called the same way, and that's what wasn't happening today. And that's the worst part about it. Some umps, like a Jim Joyce, uh, Eric Cooper, when he was with us, would call a strike and understand, oh, tell the, uh, tell the catcher, hey, when you go in, can you see if that was a strike? I want to make sure. And you can have that dialogue with that guy. You can say, hey, I think you missed that. Can you go? I'll go and check it out. And you can, the umps want to be better. They want to understand their craft and get better at their craft. It seems like Angel's set in his ways. He understands he has autonomy as far as the game goes, and he uses that against the players. And this is the bullshit that doesn't need to be happening. And I don't want this whole episode to be about him because they didn't lose because of Angel Hernandez. But we barely get a chance to talk about this some bitch. <laughs> and there needs to be some type of a suspension. Like he will be doing another game behind the plate for the Cubs and Sox. They need those games. And this some bitch is out there just playing God. Fuck that dude, man. <laughs> like, you can, you can be a bad ump and then not be that dick also. Like, you can be bad at your job, but then he's bad and then he's arrogant. It just, like, it just rubs me the wrong way. Same thing with Joe West. Bad, there's bad, like, last Diaz, we don't get on his case that much. We don't get on C.B. Buckner's case that much. They're bad at their jobs, or CB's more bad at his job than last, but they're bad at their jobs, but they're not dicks about it all the time. Right. And and the thing this with those guys thing is happens. You know, and the thing at least what my to my comment earlier, at least you know, you can vote politicians out, um, you can vote judges mm-hmm. out. Um so, sometimes you can hide a bad police officer here and there, but they don't hide bad umpires. They're nope. right back out there behind home plate umpiring a game that's big for both teams involved. This is not, you know, this, this is not last place teams battling it out at the end of the year here. This is these are two teams. One is is vying for a top seed in the American League. The other one is fighting for their playoff lives, trying to, you know, improve their seating and you know, it's just it's it's just unbelievable how this can continue to happen. But it, you know, once again, the Sox should have won this game. 
uh, and we shouldn't even be talking about Angel Hernandez tonight, but here we are. It's just frustrating loss all the way around. I wish I could be more upset about this game, but a walk-off home run in Cleveland down the stretch, you know, it's something I've seen before, and it's, it's <laughs> frankly, it's not surprising to me, especially when you got a guy like Jose Hernandez, and I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter now to see if there's comments as to why they... Jose Ramirez. What did I say? I wish, it, I wish it was Jose Hernandez. We would have struck oh, his ass out. Oh, yeah, that'd be great if he was coming <laughs> up there, yeah. Uh, Jose Ramirez there. You know, I'm, I'm looking for comments on Twitter. It's just, just trying to see if uh, there was any comment uh, on the bullpenning or just at least the umpiring in general in that game, but not finding any, anything as of yet. But just very frustrating loss tonight. I will say this, though. So the, the Indians maneuvered their rotation around so they can have Shane Bieber pitch tomorrow and then pitch, you know, earlier in the in the postseason – you know what, though? But th- this is baseball. Anything can happen. You put a couple of good at-bats together. I, I don't have much confidence in this team right now in doing that. But funnier things have happened in baseball, and you could still walk out of there with a split, which I think if we would have said before this series, you'd absolutely take it 10 times out of 10. You take four days off the scale, off the calendar and keep it moving. But it, it's certainly not looking good. And the Sox, they got to tighten it up here before the season ends. And, and you know, I, I don't know where the answers are because we're seeing problems that we haven't really seen all year long. The Luis Robert problem, Yohan Moncada, who is supposedly healthy, and no more off days are coming. And like you said, he looks lost, and he's even bringing those struggles out to the field with him. He, he botched a routine play that he would normally make earlier tonight as well. So, I, you know, I don't really know what to tell you at this point uh, if you're listening to us, you know, just – you know, go out there and get them tomorrow. They're going to need a good effort. Ronaldo was pretty good tonight, though, man. I will say that. Ronaldo Lopez tonight, his final line for the White Sox this evening. He goes five innings, just three hits, one run. It was earned. Two walks, three strikeouts. He gave up the home run early in the ball game in the first inning, but then shut the Indians out the rest of the way. That was a nice outing tonight for him, and there are silver linings in this thing, and Ronaldo Lopez's outing tonight I think was one of them. Um, before we get to going on Ronaldo, it looks like James Fegan and uh, Daryl Van Scowen Fegan. are both reporting. Fegan are reporting that Rick Renteria told the assembled press on the Zoom that Colomay was going to go out for the tenth, but he had back spasms, which is bad. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So at least you know Ricky was thinking the same light we were thinking. Like Colomay, you put your best pitcher out there, but you know the rookie out there with two run lead, I think he should have still got should have got the job done. But yeah, yeah Colomay would have been the guy tonight if uh, he didn't have the back spasms he had. I hope he is all right because we're still counting on him for the playoffs. Yeah, Matt Foster takes his first loss of the year in that one. And I don't know if it's a situation like, do you just leave Foster in there? Like, this is your game to win or lose here. You know, you're grooming a guy to, you know, produce some high leverage innings for you in the future and certainly down the stretch here and even in the playoffs. Like, don't you think you just you just let him finish that one out? This this There's no one there out there behind you to save you, especially if you're going to go with a guy like Jose, Jose Ruiz, the same-handedness. Don't you think they would just leave Foster out there in that situation? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Foster as a pitcher much more than I like Jose Ruiz. We saw what he did before he got to Francisco Lindor. Giving up a double to Francisco Lindor is no... Like, it's nothing to be hanging your head about. The walk, not great. But then, you know, I if I'm Ricky or Nat Super Joe or Coop, I'm having Jose Ruiz nowhere near the mound there. If I want to go with a different pitcher, I'm pitching Gio Gonzalez or I'm letting the kid get out of his own trouble right there and seeing he, what he can do against Jose Ramirez. Jose Luis does not get into my mound at all. I just like, and let's get to some positive. 
Ronaldo Lopez. That man has come out the last three times, I believe, and done what they think that he is. They, he has done a excellent job, fabulous job with how he's done um, since he's come back up from Schaumburg. Schaumburg's got some magical healing powers down there. Motherfuckers come back from Schaumburg, <laughs> great. Let's go. I mean, there's never been people who have been improved this much when they go to Schaumburg. Um, but, yeah, whatever they're doing down there, Chris Getz and the boys are doing a awesome job because he's coming with some command. It looks like his body language is different, not walking as many people, throwing aggressive pitches in the zone um, and competitive pitches. So, so they're not just like fast and then way out or way up or down. They're competitive and just off the box and giving those guys the opportunity to swing. I mean, we'll get to Gary Crochet in a minute, but that's competitive pitching. You saw the 3-1 swing that he got from, um, I think it was Hernandez. The ball was low and outside the zone, but that guy's got to start swinging when the ball is thrown. So he's like, I'm making up my mind. I'm swinging now, and the ball was out of the zone. I still got to hit it, and he hit it right to shortstop. So that's what I like to see, uh, Reynaldo Lopez turning into the pitcher that most of us thought he would turn into after a decent 2018. Garrett Crochet, you mentioned his third appearance of the season tonight coming in. One inning, gives up nothing across, striking out one. The ERA at a nice clean 0.00 on the season. You know, he's going to be a great weapon in the postseason, but uh, they're going to get there, but they'll, they'll be limping towards the postseason. And I just, you know, I'm looking forward to him being in a big spot. You would have liked to maybe have him at the end of the game. You know, if your offense is swinging the bats a little bit, maybe you can put him later on in the game instead of where they did. But guys just look very uncomfortable out there against Garrett Crochet. Oh, yes. I mean, we're just sitting here. It's like, how do people, like, even Francisco Lindor, who is a professional hitter, same thing with Jose Ramirez, who actually struck out when they said that he got hit by that pitch. He swung the fucking bat. Another bad call by Angel Hernandez. He's right there. He's literally right there. He can't see. He can't ask for help at his first base umpire. He he swung at the pitch and gets hit. That's a strikeout. Very crochet. Like, professional hitters are out there frightened. Jose Ramirez, he threw that ball like, I think it was a two-strike pitch up and in, and whew, and he then threw an outside fastball, put those two pitches together. Jose got a piece of it, and then there's the slider at the end, which is a smart call by James McCann. He's been trying to gear up for 102, 101 the whole time. How about you throw a 90-plus slider across there? And he was fooled, and he struck out, but we have a dumb umpire behind home plate. So just keep on impressing. This is awesome that we have this it's like a late season uh trade acquisition we're getting and he's a top level left-handed reliever that no one has a book on which is awesome yeah and the uh, los angeles angels you know everyone said that reed detmers was the best left-handed pitcher in the draft and he, and he fell to the angels one pick before the white Sox got crochet um but yeah you know that's that, that's certainly good stuff right there from from him from garrett crochet early on here in his major league career and and I hope the Sox can put themselves in a position where he, he's a nice little secret weapon that they, that they can utilize in the postseason here. But uh, as we look ahead to tomorrow, this is it, man. I mean, this is I mean, if you're Lucas Giolito out there going against Shane Bieber tomorrow night, this is your dry run for what it's going to be like, you know, game one of a postseason game. Maybe you don't show everything that you would absolutely show, 
But the, the Sox need this win, man. I think this is a team right now, when you look at them, playing tight. You know, ever since they clinched, they've been playing tight. I think this would be a team that would benefit from having a little uh, beer celebration from clinching a division. We said it didn't matter, but I think it would do them uh, a world of wonders to just have that release. You know, the only thing we can comp it to is 05 when they struggled down the stretch and they finally were able to have that beer and champagne celebration after clinching the division. They were a different team after that. And so I think maybe this team's got that monkey on their back right now where, you know, you thought maybe it would be a foregone conclusion that they'd be AL Central champs, but they're learning that it's it doesn't come that easy to you. Nothing is handed to you in this game. So I think maybe this is a team that would benefit from that. The question is, do they get there? And we'll find out what it's going to look like here when Giolito goes on uh, up against Shane Bieber tomorrow night. And that should be another really good one, uh, game three of four in the series. Tanny, I just got an uh, Apple Watch the other day. And uh, one of the features of this Apple Watch, humble brag, by the way, uh, it's a three, so calm down, people. I'm not that rich. Um <laughs> And one of the features, it tells you to breathe. And I think we all, as White Sox fans, should just breathe. Just, ah, it's going to be fine. We're still in first place. We're still in the playoffs. We're going to do some damage in the playoffs. I believe in this team. I believe, like, every time they've had adversity, they've answered back strongly and had a strong week the next time. So, yeah, it looks bleak with Shane Bieber. And a police sack on the bump for Cleveland the next couple days. But fuck it. We got our people on the bump, too. We got Giolito. Can they hit him? No. We got Dallas Keiko. Can they hit him? No. Then we got the Cubs. So let's go. I, we're throwing this game in the trash. We said what we need to say. We are, we're always team fuck Angel Hernandez. Always. <laughs> and so let's rally around these boys. I know they can do the job. I know Yoan's going to be that guy. When we look back and it's like, man, remember when the Yoan struggled in those 60 and then he was that beast in the playoffs? Yeah, that was great. Man, holding that trophy feels great. That's what I'm feeling like. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm into it. This loss has energized me for these boys to do what they need to do. Absol- Tough loss, but let's go. Absolutely. That's I, I'm very I'm very pleasantly surprised to hear you talk like that. This is the, the 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 sample in which they're playing right now is not indicative of how they how they played all season long. So you have mm-hmm. to figure they're going to snap out of it sooner than later. You know, once you get through this Indians thing, you got the Cubs coming to the South Side. They're not playing great right now either. They're not hitting, but that'll be a ramp up in intensity, and hopefully that that series will will culminate with with the White Sox clinching a division. Uh, as they head into the postseason for the first time in 12 years. So, yeah, it's it's really important. Uh, that's good advice to breathe. They're still going to have the postseason logo on their cap a week from now. They're still going to have bunting across a guaranteed right field. It's still going to look fastidious, and it's, it's going to be something that we've been waiting for for a long time. So, you know, w- when you wake up tomorrow, it's a new day. And just be thankful. Like, I can't remember the last time I threw things in anger in my household after a bad at bat. So, again, it's nice to feel those feelings again is all I got to say. But I think that's all I got for us tonight, Herb. Yeah, that's all I got, too. Um, I mean, if you guys were Cub haters out there, at least they lost the same way. Walk-off hit, home run by Pittsburgh. So the Cubs lose on a walk-off hit, too. So feel a little bit better there. And let me check right before we leave and see what the goddamn – Twindians are doing tonight. Uh, sorry about this, guys. It's two all. Go Tigers! Thank you, Coach. Oh, go Tigers! Fucking Twindians. It's better, player. Um, <laughs> that's all I got tonight, Herbie. So, uh, locked on socks uh, at gmail.com, locked on socks on the social media platforms. And we appreciate everyone hitting us up for the course of the week. And 
uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be breaking down a win come this time tomorrow night. All right, that's Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. I'm Herb Lawrence, Ector Wall 23. Shows at Locked On Socks, both on Instagram and on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. We'll be better tomorrow. This team will be better. We won't be better. We're still going to be awful. We're also among the professions that are bad and are unchecked, podcast hosts. <laughs> so we'll still be bad, but maybe the socks will be better. All right, you heard the man. Thank you for joining us on Locked On Socks.